Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk. I'm JC, the star of the show. It's my pleasure to be here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's been a long time since we saw you last. A lot's gone on uh, since we last talked. There's been a lot of movement in the HR Talk community and HR Talk space. So I do have to share a immediate announcement. I, I did receive a text message from the face of the franchise not too long ago. Uh, the, that's the guy on the cover art. For anyone that's not aware, uh, he's the guy that helps make everything happen. He's he's basically the facilitator, our godfather, the creator of this all, right? And uh, he said that after today, Ricky might be fired. So that's why I'm just going to keep moving forward with this intro right here by myself. Because let me tell you something. This guy was in such a tough position today. they plugging in a single cord couldn't work. And he had to do the show by himself with some amazing guests coming up momentarily. Ricky, welcome to your former show, now my show. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have you as my guest. How are you? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It really feels no different. So it's perfectly okay. It's okay. I'm going to mute your mic because you don't get a chance to talk right now on your show because it's my show now. That's why I'm going to unmute you if you're, are you going to be good? Okay. All right. I'm going to unmute. And so we unmuted. There you go. So all right. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, crazy day in the world of technology. A lot of stuff going on all up and down the Eastern seaboard. Florida is infected with COVID so severely that Ricky still doesn't have it, but that's good. And and up here in New York, no one has it anymore, but we still have to wear gas masks. Everything is absolutely nuts, kind of going out of our minds. But but do yourself one favor. Do yourself one favor. And, and when you wake up in the morning and you think about this whole COVID quarantine thing, raise both hands and look in the mirror and say, I know this many people with COVID. And, and count on your fingers how many you personally know. That's all. That's all I'm asking you to do. Ricky, uh, how many fingers are you up. holding? I'm holding up two fingers, brother. That you personally know? Uh, for, yes. yes. So I do. Not, not family. So out of 10 people, you know two people that have it? Out of everybody I know, only two of them have it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So wait a second. You know more than 10 people? I, yes. Yes. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> All I right. do know more than 10 Give people. Give me an approximation. Correct. Give me a number right now off the top of your head. Out of approximately how many people do the two correlate to? What, what's the total? Like two out of 200? Two out of 500? Two out of 2,000? Out of 2, that I know? Out of everyone that you know. Wow. Out of everyone that oh. you know. I, I want to say. I can repeat it again if you need me to. No, but I'm just trying to think. Is it personal? Is it acquaintances? I mean, how do you define everybody I know? Out of I, every, just like I asked the question. Out of everyone you know, how many people okay. have COVID and you put up two fingers? So two I'm fingers. just asking the qualifier, how many people was that out of all the people that you know? So I want to say two out of, I don't know, 500? Two I know out of, of 500. Yes. Two out of 500 have, have the disease. <laughs> That's not good. That, that, that right there, that warrants a quarantine and a shutdown. That's all I'm saying. You got to be careful. Warrants, so quarantine and gotta be careful. Down. The whole thing right. needs to be shut down. To yeah, be honest. There's an urban myth going around right now that there was uh, some rearrangement with some of the numbers from the CDC. I don't know how true this is. I don't have the news story to go on about this. Maybe you can mm-hmm. find it while we're talking about it. But someone had stated that there was a rearrangement in the numbers and that they had taken a look at what was being pushed forward 
by the uh, by the CDC, and when they removed everyone that has the flu, as well as everyone that has pneumonia from the list, like diagnosed flu and pneumonia, when they removed those, the COVID numbers, it, it, it dropped 45% across the board wow. just by removing those two. Now, I don't know how true that is. Maybe you could find an article to substantiate that. I was told that on the streets today. From so you're mas- just walking down a street from, from and mas- somebody who you don't know from mas- just stops you. I'm going to mute you again. From mask to mask, I had a conversation with another gentleman, and he made that claim and statement. I'll unmute you for conversation. Go ahead. So you were walking down the street, and is this somebody I was talking you to know? Uncle Bones. I was talking to Uncle Bones, and, okay. and, and he shared this with me, Rick. I want okay. to verify that data. I don't have an opportunity to do it because I was helping you do the technical setup of the A1A Beachfront Studios, which, ladies and gentlemen, is currently being renovated right now. All the Again. gear, all the gear have been taken out of Ricky's studio and held hostage by his son today. There's a lot that's transpired. We can't even get into it all. But, no, Rick, have, have you heard that about the COVID, though? Have you heard that about the, the wild craziness and the confusion of numbers? We've, we've heard this from reports from NPR in the past. We've heard this in reports from others. And then we're also now hearing that you, sir, in Florida are in the hotbed of COVID. Don't walk out the door. Your hands will melt. Talk to me. I mean, the hands will melt without COVID. But, yeah, I get you. Um, okay, I did so- hear about it. If your hands will melt without COVID, then it has to be COVID. It's got to be COVID. <laughs> it's got to be COVID. Everybody got it. No, but it's I heard, it, I heard about COVID. it from you. It's got to be COVID. It's got to be COVID. We need a for that. <laughs> it's gotta be COVID. got to be COVID. Oh, wow. I wouldn't put the accusation on like that. I mean, I don't know. That You're placing onus at that point. Wow, man. Uh, no, but I heard it from you. I'm I'm trying to find it. But does it really matter, though? Because yeah, it, it does. Because well, wait a minute. When you're asking to somebody if um, uh, to see if they have any flu-like symptoms, do you have diarrhea? Okay, I, do you I, have I, high fever? Those are flu. That's part of the flu. So, so to that, is uh, this entire thing a sham? Um, is it a sham? No. Is it a, is it a severe respiratory virus that affects people differently than others? Yeah. You know what, JC? At this point, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Without me getting it, and I'm knocking on wood because I don't want to get it, but without me knocking it, 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 it's me getting it. I can't really compare what it is. Is it, you know, how, how does it compare to the flu? How does it compare to the common cold? I honestly don't know. The should people it, should who everything I know be shut it, down, though? Should everything be closed? Should Florida um, go into I, pandemic no. state and close everything down and not I allow think- people to travel in for things like big conferences? I don't think we should be shutting down. I think everybody should just have you some common sense and just, again, here we go talking about it again, JC, reminding people to wash their hands and wearing a mask. It's got some people just decide not to wear it. And some people decide to be even more disgusting than before just to show that they can do whatever they want. And that creates an even bigger issue. So, no, don't shut down the state. The economy needs to keep booming. All right. So so how about this? Still mm -hmm. go to the bar. Don't do body shots. Boom. Done. <laughs> done. We're good. Well, well, here's the thing. In Florida, they shut down all bars, right? It, it, so you can't drink in a, uh, in, in, a, in a bonafide bar. So they shut those down. 
But again, the reason they did that is because your judgment goes out the window once you start, start downing that fifth or seventh beer. Okay. So that so, piece I get. Well, Florida's got some pretty amazing things. I'm going to touch a nerve then real quick. Have you heard what's going to happen with the NFL season this fall in Orlando? Yes. Oh, I don't know about in Orlando. Yeah, no, I know it's looking... specifically in Orlando. So that means are they looking to move the Pro Bowl? No. No. Because they are. No, no, no. Take take that out of the equation. What what's going to happen with NFL games in Orlando this fall? I have no idea what is happening. Nothing cuz you don't have a team. So it doesn't matter if well, they're no going to play where you can go or not. Suck it up, it's buttercup. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. Suck NBA it up. is going to be down here. Okay, so. yeah. Well, yeah. rub that in. Thanks. Appreciate that. It's, it's, it's okay. We have a team. <laughs> Where's your team, Buffalo? <laughs> the Buffalo Cyber Dunkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that uh, University of Phoenix scholarship for playing Madden, right? That's right. Or <laughs> Call of Duty. Right? Oh, there Call of Duty. There it is. <laughs> All right. But yeah. seriously, when you have gatherings of people, you're getting together. You've got this hotbed thing going on in Florida. It's it's a concern. It's in the back of people's yeah. minds. But things are still moving forward. This is early in the phases of the year right now, right? I mean, it's right. July. It's the 4th mm-hmm. of July. We just celebrated the independence of our country. Beautiful flyovers in D.C., by the way. I was uh, checking that out down there the other day. B-29s, P-51s, F-35s, F-22s. Wow. Very big. Very fantastic stuff. They had all the planes and it was beautiful. The White House had staffers. Uh, they had staffers' families and uh, a lot of a lot of good people in the audience as well. Some very good scenes, very big stuff. It was great. Did you watch any awesome. of that? I did not. Um, no, I was at home yesterday you know, and I barbecued. It's okay. And- I'm, I'll mute you. So one of the great things about the B-29 bomber, which was one of the planes that flew over top, they were saying that there's been, I believe it's the B-29, and Ricky, correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been in commission for, okay, I'll mute you again. It's been about 70 years, 68 years or something like that. So you've had grandparents, you've had parents and their grandchildren, like three generations of pilots on these planes. Absolutely amazing. Great show going on right there. But 4th of July, many things happening. A lot of people getting together still early in the summertime when we're thinking forward to like the month of August. Or the month of September. Yes, people are making plans. They're making contingencies. They're doing things. But a lot of people are still moving forward with plans as scheduled. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? No, no, there isn't. There isn't. You you know, we still need to continue on with what people normally do. Just have some common sense in the processes to make sure we flatten that curve. So should we close the beaches? Absolutely not. Disney's opening up next week. So we are slowly opening. Yes. July 11th. Actually, this week it opens up the 11th. The rest of the park opens up. So wait a second. You're, you're You're the world. You're the Disney world down there, right? The whole world. It's the bigger one out of the two, right? Disneyland uh, yes. is the smaller one out in Disneyland California. Disneyland is the first one, but it's the smallest one. Okay. Yes, this is Disney World. Yes. So the actual Disney World is opening next week. That's correct. That's correct. Well, come yes, on. All whole parks. <clears throat> come on now. So it, you've you've got Disney World opening. You've got many fantastic things going to be happening this summer. Mm-hmm. Why are you... Why, Talk to me here. When someone says Orlando is closing, it's it's 
It's like a zombie apocalypse. Everyone is dying. <laughs> they all have the COVID. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave your house. Don't go to work. Don't do this. Is that how it is in Orlando right now? And, w- and when you think about the next 30, 40, or 55 days, when you think about the next fi- random number, I just pulled it out of the air. When you think about the next 55 days, mm-hmm. could you imagine anything going awry to the point where you would say, let's shut everything down? No, no way. Not really at all. I mean, come on. Look, it, it, it's uh, it's we're doing it in phases. We're doing it with common sense involved and people just need to continue to do this. So I don't anticipate any closures, any reclosures um, within the state of Florida. Just today, went out to have some Mexican food. Yesterday, went to a different restaurant, going shopping. As long as people follow those processes and procedures and start being a butthead about it, they're going to be okay. Do they make um, you, so no, do I don't see that happening at all. Do you have to sit in the parking lot to eat your food out of styrofoam containers? Uh, no, no. Actually, we did that when everything first started. Now they're just running at 50% capacity. Every other booth is filled um, and everybody has masks. It's, it's, it's pretty So it's they pretty don't, normal. they're not forcing <laughs> you to sit outside when you they eat. They are not. No, no, they are not. They're forcing us to wear masks. That is a mandate here Boy, in Orlando. I, I don't love, know if they did it for the whole state. I love New York. Look at that. Yes, you could go to a restaurant if you could sit outside. Ah. <laughs> well, in the summer, that's good. Let's see how that flies in the, in December or January. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, could you imagine? Okay, no, so but, yeah. So let's talk about this then. Real, real things here. Um, one of the largest human resource conferences in the entire country is going to be taking place in Orlando, Florida. In approximately 55.2 days, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Okay. It is, yes. In, in 55, and that is really specific. That, that oh, time yeah. frame that you Rick, use is really specific. Rick, when, when we went to record earlier today and you had to do this segment by yourself, mm-hmm. I counted down the minutes and seconds until you could <laughs> plug a freaking cable in to get me back in the program. So, yeah. yeah oh, I've been counting. Don't even go there. I've been don't counting. even go there. Because everybody can talk except you. Everybody can. I'm going to mute your mic again. It's okay. So we've got about 55 days or so until it happens. The question on the table right now is talk to me about that time frame. Talk to me about the second largest Sherm conference in the entire country. This was it. What this is Sherm, Florida or Sherm, go away, Florida or Sherm, don't go to Florida. What's it, what's it called, Rick? No, no, correct. So, so what I did today, we, I did have a conversation with two amazing HR pros, and I mean, when, when I'm talking about amazing HR pros, these two ladies are it. And the reason that they that that uh, we all can talk and not you has got nothing to do with the cable. Before you hit that mute button real quick and then stop that for a second. No, but yeah, it, it's a, we had a great conversation about the HR Florida Conference and Expo happening here in Central Florida, August 30th through September 2nd at the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center. And it's actually Kissimmee, Florida, right? So, so yeah, so um, we talked, I spoke with Heather Dariu. Um, she's the HR Florida Council President and we spoke with Tina Kuga. She is the HR Florida Council Conference Director. And we had a special announcement to make, JC. Do you know what, what that announcement is? 
Of course, you know what that announcement is. He was involved in those conversations. So um, the reason that I'm, I'm talking to Heather and I'm talking to, uh, to uh, Tina is because the HR Florida conference for this year, 2020, it's, it's going to be um, in partnership with the HR Talk podcast. HR Talk, JC, you and I are going to be the official HR podcast for the event, and we're going to be live on the floor when this thing kicks off on August 30th, and we're going to be broadcasting throughout the day, throughout the event, all the way to September 2nd. I am so excited about that. That's Sherm Go Florida, right? It's No, it is what's not it called? Sherm Go Florida. What's the title of it again? It's HR Florida Conference and Expo. HR Florida Conference and Expo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And the like Gaylord Pums. August 30th. August 30th. Through September 2nd. Go ahead. Through September 2nd <laughs> in Orlando, Florida. Now, here's the cool thing. The cool thing is, because of what's happening, the key word this year is pivot. Because when they started doing this earlier this year, actually, they started planning this last year after the last conference. And once they start planning this, then nobody could have anticipated this whole COVID-19 thing was going to happen. So earlier this year, they had a tough decision to make. Should we continue on? Should we cancel? What do we do? And they decided to just go full steam ahead, not only continue to have the event live um, here in Central Florida, but they're also going to stream it live for anybody who wants to see it online. Obviously, there is dude, some admission that you have to pay for that. Dude, super cool. Love the way you're describing it. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Let's hear this clip. Let's hear that segment. Let's get right into it right now. Every year, we do have um, an HR conference. So I'm sure every state has their own. But as far as an HR conference is concerned, the big one in the state of Florida um, is led by these two ladies that I have here today. Um, and I have Heather Dare You. I got it. Yes. <laughs> and Tina Kuga. Right? Excellent. Yes. All right. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right. So Heather, um, you know what? Heather, if you don't mind explaining um, exactly what you do for HR Florida, and uh, I'm going to call you something different than Heather Day, Dairy You, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, but yeah, but uh, if you could just explain a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, and um, why I'm going to call you HD. <laughs> sure. So I think many people know SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, or as I call it, the global mothership of all things HR. Uh, there's also a state council for each state. Uh, so Tina and I volunteer work uh, for the HR Florida State Council, uh, which provides a liaison between SHRM and then our 28 local chapters that we have throughout our state. Mm -hmm. Because We've got a really big state from the panhandle all the way down to the Keys. So we hope that everyone listening is involved in their local chapter or goes to get some information about being involved in their local chapter. And HR Florida does a variety of things throughout the year, including a legislative conference, a leadership conference, uh, speaking with our senators and representatives to work on legislation that affects the workplace and to make Florida the best place to work. What we're most known for, as Ricky was talking about, is our wonderful HR Florida State Conference and Expo. <laughs> so, <laughs> fun. Yeah. 
So that's coming up at the end of August, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, but to give you a little backstory about HD, since most people call me that, um, I joined HR Florida back in 2007, 2008, and Heather Vogel was the president-elect at the time. So when I joined, they're like, well, you're already Heather. She's Heather. We had another Heather on the conference team. There's like, there's too many Heathers. We can't do this because we do a lot of like radio calls during the conference and everything else. So we needed something that would be distinguishable between all of us. So I became HD. And then in all of my paying careers as well, there were always lots of Heathers. So they started calling me HD too. So I think I have more people at this point calling me HD versus Heather. <laughs> so it's so uh, you and I were talking about this earlier before the show and yeah. I'm thinking, wow, what a perfect name. Cause you are Heather. There are you. I'm going to have a hard time with that. So I'm going to say that quite a bit, right? So you're HD. So you're HR in HD. Yes, so high definition. Exactly. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or in the military, I'm just going to call you Heather hotel Delta. Yeah. There you that go. Works oh. Delta. Perfect. And one of my other nicknames is menus and venues. So hotel works very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that works. And if you want to step it up, you could be ultra HD. So that's true. <laughs> uh, this, this whole show is going to be about the names and the acronyms. <laughs> so perfect. So Heather, you are the president of the HR Florida Council, correct? Yes, yes. So I am honored to be serving as the president um, for our state council. We do two-year terms, mm -hmm. so this is the end of my second term, oh. um, and then moving into the illustrious immediate past president role for two years after that. <laughs> Got it. And then also um, with us, we have Tina Kuga, um, also known as, let me see, Tango Kilo. There you go. So you got, yes. Kilo. <laughs> got it. You got it correct. And then Tina, <laughs> what do you do for HR Florida? Sure. So um, I am on the state council along with HD. Uh, I am the conference director. So this is my second year as conference director. And as she was saying, we have uh, different terms. So uh, for the conference director, it can be anywhere from two to four years. That one's a little bit different. Um, but being in my second uh, year, um, had, I've had experience with the conference since 2014. Um, so I started out as a volunteer in the marketing area, the social media. So years ago, um, I did a lot of the social media updates for conference and just communicating out to, you know, our audience and to our members as well. And then I ended up just learning different aspects of the conference. So picking up like the operational pieces, because there are very, there are a lot of very much moving parts to the conference. There are many different areas and a lot of different people involved. So I learned all the different aspects of it. And uh, here we are. So I uh, nice. loved my time and uh, had a wonderful team supporting me. And we are very excited for the conference to be coming up here in August. Well, so are we. JC and I yeah. are very excited. And I do apologize why JC isn't here right now. Uh, it, it's we are having some technical difficulties. Uh, but uh, it's okay. The show must go on. Um, but what I did want to uh, tell everybody is we have actually, I'm excited about this announcement is that for HR Florida 2020, where it almost got canceled, by the way, right? Is that true or not? So it almost got canceled because of COVID. Um, the debate, yes. <laughs> well, I was worried because I'm like, I love going. I'm like, please don't cancel that. Cancel anything else, but please don't cancel that because I really do have fun there. I've yeah. been to uh, to Sherm conferences. Uh, they were okay, right? And I've been to some local chapters. Some are really good. Some are okay. But every time I go to HR Florida, something about the people in the state of Florida that they really have a good time. One time I went Florida, 
was performing yeah. Yeah, a concert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of years ago oh my god was it hall and no hall and notes was a sherm conference I don't know, two or three years ago where I was speaking at it. And uh, I remember that, God, I forgot who it was. That's how much fun I had. (laughs) It was a late night. It was a late night Mm -hmm. on a Sunday night for the headliner. And next thing you know, I'm going back to my room around two in the morning. uh, Because again, I'm mingling. I'm having a great time. Everybody's having, you know, just just, just fun. And um, lo and behold, my first session is at 7 a.m. Oh, no. And I'm like, why would they put me at 7 in the morning? (laughs) And then we're I keeping get, you on your toes is what we're doing. <laughs> you definitely did. You definitely did. So then I go to present. I'm thinking maybe five. There was way too many people were having fun last night. I'm maybe going to have five or eight people at my session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 80 showed up. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's a lot of coffee here. <laughs> we're going to start pretty good. Yes, so we, I'm really we have some dedicated attendees. <laughs> you do. Trust me, you do. Um, so what I'm really excited about is that uh, for 2020, here on August 30th, uh, the, the HR conference, there's a partnership between HR Florida and the HR Talk podcast mm-hmm. is we're going to partner to get the word out and, and just let people outside of Florida know that this is happening. Because my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, team, it's, from my understanding, is because of COVID, we had to adapt, we had to overcome. And now, not only are we doing the event live at the Gaylord Palms here in Central Florida, but we, you're going to broadcast it worldwide, correct? Correct. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> we um, definitely wanted to give an opportunity for those. And obviously, we have people coming from not just the state of Florida, from all parts of Florida, but we also have people coming from Georgia, from Alabama. Um, every year, we have people that come even from outside of the United States even. So coming from oh, different wow. countries. Oh, yes. So um, we have a variety of different attendees, as well as our sponsors, exhibitors, and as this COVID uh, crisis was coming around, we had a tough decision to make. And, you know, it was every day we're watching the news, making sure, you know, going from the county, from the state, from the federal level, as well as ensuring from the hotel aspect of it. So after long discussions uh, and also best practices of what other conferences are doing um, in other states, as well as other HR conferences, um, we had made a decision to not only do the on-site experience, but also the online experience for Mm -hmm. those that want can't travel or number two, um, you know, want to uh, feel safe and maybe they just don't feel uh, comfortable at this point from leaving home yet. And that's okay. And we are very excited to have this extra option um, and hoping down the road in future conferences that that might be something that's more permanent. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for those people that may not be able to travel at that time or, you know, coming from a different state, they can listen to it at their leisure. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So it's going to be recorded as well. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be broadcast live. So that that takes a lot of work and effort. Did you have how many speakers? Oh, I think it's about 130 yep. plus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure. Well, okay, so I don't want your job, Tina, because you <laughs> have to not want your job. And then we all volunteer too. So it's all volunteer. Yes. <laughs> wow. So I bet your blood pressure doesn't go up and down voluntarily, right? It's nah, just- you know. <laughs> Yeah, because you have to coordinate, well, somebody has to coordinate to make sure that this is broadcasted because there's some concurrent sessions as well, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that takes up a lot of bandwidth, and I'm sure Gaylord Palms has the uh, infrastructure to support that. But how stressful is it to kind of put that together in pretty much short notice? 
Yeah. I mean, um, you know, HD, I mean, you could speak to it too, if you like. I mean, we both kind of been in, in the middle of doing a lot of researching and demos um, because not only with this um, on-site experience, which we had already been planning up to um, this point of COVID, but then now we are learning a whole new component of that virtual platform. So mm. it's also the technology, the software, um, you know, we're working in conjunction with a group that's going to help guide us and work with our speakers to make sure that their sessions are recorded, obviously, and that we get that online for everyone, troubleshooting, things of that sort. But um, yeah, it's quite, it's, it's quite a pivot, I guess. Uh, that's our favorite <laughs> word right now, pivot, um, uh, of having a whole new component of the virtual, but then also incorporating that on-site experience because we have very loyal attendees as well, too. Mm-hmm. And they look forward to this conference every year, um, whether it's the networking opportunities, seeing their friends from last year that they haven't seen uh, in a whole year. There's a variety of different reasons that people come. You know, they want to educate, they want to learn. So, um, you know, we also want to make it fun, too, for everyone. Right. So while the session content is the same between the on-site and the online conference, it's really two different conferences that we're hosting simultaneously. So if one wasn't enough, we're just doubling up because that's what we do at HR Florida. And we continue to raise that bar and try to see how can we move that networking to the virtual environment and make it just as engaging and impactful for the people that are participating in that. What are the special add-ons that we can do for our online attendees? What are the special things that we can do for the on-site attendees so that we can help both audiences have the best experience possible. You you are really doing two conferences at once. Yes. And when you you started this year, 2020, I'm sure you didn't think you had to do that, but come March. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't predict this, you know, so, but you you just got to roll with it. Mm -hmm. And and that's a great example. That really is a great example that we're showing to the HR community because that's exactly what we need to do. Um, I always joke around that I never, ever, write things down of what I'm planning to do every day. Because in HR, you never, ever get to go to that list. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of me being disappointed that I can't get to put to check things off on my list, I just don't make a list. <laughs> just <laughs> no, right? just so, eliminate it. Yeah. Just eliminate that emotional distress. And I just go to work and, all right, what's happening today? Oh, right, somebody got found in dumpsters. All right, let me go check that out. <laughs> I would say you'd be surprised, but you both are in HR, so you won't be surprised at all. <laughs> so stress level, on, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, talk to me about the stress level to make sure this is a success. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> stress level from us planning the conference or just uh, overall stress level? Or? <laughs> overall stress level. I'm sure you're going to say if 10 is the highest, so about 180. <laughs> 10 plus 10 plus no um it depends you know um i have an amazing team mm-hmm. so that has been truly helpful because i know that they're all going through personal things they're going through work obviously i mean most of my team they're hr professionals practitioners so they are there every day and they have to get their employees back to work you know help assist with that obviously depending on what industry that they're in um whether it be healthcare maybe construction you know there's going to be higher risk and then just like a lot more involved so i i just give such credit to my team to be able to get this and execute this and also having to deal with all those pieces so it's quite that stress level, but the team helps to bring some of that stress because they, we just work together and we want to make sure that we make this the best possible. So um, teetering between nine and 10 usually right now, but <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to know the answer, but <laughs> I get you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, and to mirror Tina's comment, you know, we do have an awesome conference team and it takes all of those individuals to pull this off, plus of all of our on-site volunteers that we have. And it really is a group collective effort, but it's also because of Tina's great leadership. And she is grace under pressure in normal circumstances, but adding this extra layer on this year, um, she has been phenomenal. Uh, so thank you, Tina, and thank you to the team. Yes, thank you. That's awesome. And I, I got to tell you, look, um, I live 20 minutes from, from Disney Worlds and I have mm-hmm. annual passes. I've got a seven-year-old. So um, uh, we go quite a bit. And when you go to the happiest place on earth, you always find a family who's stressed out and they, you know, we're, we, it's forced fun. We pay $10,000 to get here. <laughs> right? We're going to have fun, guys. And, right. and people are upset and they're there at the happiest place on earth. I got to tell you, every HR Florida conference I've been to, Every time I've, I've engaged with the volunteers, they're all happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Not 90% of them, not 80, everybody. I have yet to meet somebody who's just having a hard time, having a rough morning, even if they were, because I'm sure they have, because these things are stressful. Mm-hmm. They never showed it to everybody else attending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, I can't even begin to tell, well, actually I could begin to tell it because you do understand how awesome it is, how, how, how a good environment, a good culture of trust, a good happiness culture really um, spreads through everybody else as long as the team that's running it is experiencing it as well. Because even at 7 a.m. when I'm like, I'm trying to find where I need to present and I'm like, I need coffee and I pour coffee and I thought it was coffee. This is how tired I was. It was really (laughs) lemonade. And I'm like, this coffee tastes weird. (laughs) More sugar. I was really having a hard time. But let me tell you, the team there really, really puts out 120%. So I really do appreciate that because this is a beast. Over 100 um, speakers. Some Mm -hmm. of them, actually most of them concurrent. There's the massive series. And then you've got three keynote speakers right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we got the first is BJ Novak. He is, he's a producer and a writer and he stars in the American version of the office. Correct. Correct. Yes. Wow. So, so how did you book that? How, how do you, someone <laughs> like, you know, that is awesome. Cause that, cause that is exciting. Yes. And I'll let HD take that one. So you can tell the story. So sure. Um, so, you know, every year we get approached by a lot of people to be keynotes. We also reach out to a lot of the speakers bureaus to find out, you know, who's up and coming, who's new, who have we not had before? What's a different topic or, or some sort of twist on a theme that we haven't had. And we were narrowing down the list and BJ was one of the people on the list. And, you know, I was a fan of the office before, but not a regular watcher uh, like mm-hmm. I am now uh, since we signed his contract. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really getting into it going, oh, this is what I've been missing all this time. Uh-huh. Um, so I knew him from the office and thought the office would be a great tie-in because we work in HR and a lot of us are in offices of some shape or form. Uh, but it was actually reading through his bio and finding out about the entrepreneurial side and the producer side and all of the other things that he's been involved with and his story that he's going to share. I just, I said, okay, hands down, that's my top vote. So we presented it with the rest of the executive committee and everybody was on board. So we booked him as our Monday keynote. So once I saw that and I'm like, why why this is awesome now that is great why didn't i think of this before because before i'm like i'm excited let me calm down okay (laughs) (laughs) because i'm thinking this he should have been booked years ago because he is perfect for this conference he's perfect Mm -hmm. for this event Mm -hmm. so okay so we also we have tyler schultz he Mm -hmm. is an entrepreneur of theranos whistleblower what's theranos whistleblower ah (laughs) yes (laughs) Yeah, no, you said it correctly. Yes. 
Um, so in the news, so the reason that we chose Tyler, um, he was another kind of up and coming. Um, he is just kind of starting his um, kind of speaker engagement um, out to public, you know, different groups and such. But his original story comes from uh, Theranos. Uh, Theranos is a company and um, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about Elizabeth Holmes. So she was the founder of Theranos. And at the time, she had gotten many, many investors to help her invest in a machine. It was a blood testing machine, but it was an instantaneous blood testing machine. So for example, let's say you went into like a Walgreens walk-in clinic, Minute Clinic, one of those CVS. Um, what happens that let's say you had to get your blood checked and blood sugar for diabetes, for example. Mm -hmm. Normally, you would partner either with the lab inside um, or you would have to take it to a lab outside like Quest or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what this kind of contraption and machine was supposed to do was it was going to give you results instantaneously and people didn't have to wait for their blood work. And so it was a very innovative, very forward thinking, you know, concept. What happened, though, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, she ended up getting a lot of, you know, donations and people to invest in her company, and she couldn't fulfill mm. what uh, she wanted to do. And what was happening is that there were a lot of big dollar donors that were actually trying to donate. And um, so Tyler actually worked there as an engineer. And Tyler ended up kind of seeing some of the things on the back end and seeing that, hey, you know, they're advertising, they're marketing that this machine is going to be up and running. We're going to, you know, get you know, distributed through different um, drugstores and things of that sort. Um, but it wasn't coming to fruition. So anyway, long story short, that's where the whistleblower piece comes in is you know, doing what's right, doing what's best for that organization, for example. And, you know, as an employee, he just couldn't take it anymore on seeing what was not being done properly. And that's when he went out oh, wow. to the public. Yes. And so she um, right now is going through some trials and some court hearings. Um, but that's kind of the story. And they're uh, talking about doing a movie, but I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure if they're still, um, that's on the table or not. Right. It was supposed to come out, I think in June or July. Um, mm -hmm. So it was going to work out perfectly for that movie to come out and then for him to be our keynote at the end of August. Wow. I mm -hmm. haven't heard a new release date, but Jennifer Lawrence is playing Elizabeth Holmes wow. and looks just like her in the previews that we've seen. So a little J-Law action coming to us at some point in the future. <laughs> so you can see Tyler get the real story at the end of August and then the movie will be coming out hopefully later in 2020 or maybe 2021 so what what a great story though seriously what a great story for that to be the keynote to send the message that even even if you think this is a career ending move it, it, it's it's easy for us to say you got to do what is right Right. Now, it's mm -hmm. easy to say, you know, to say, but if you work 20, 30 years to get a career up and going, you really don't want to put yourself in a position where they jeopardize that for you and for your family. Some mm -hmm. people do roll that dice. And this is a great story. I mean, because I didn't know that until you, you just told yeah. me right now. Mm -hmm. um, but what a great story. What a, what a great message to send about doing the right thing in the HR community, especially when you've got those HR partners that have those business partners, which nothing bad against operations, but, you know, sometimes operations has that, we got to move that needle hat from A to B. Mm -hmm. And our job is to make sure they do it safely, legally, and efficiently. And right. yes, mm -hmm. awesome story. Yeah. Now, the third keynote speaker, I'm really excited about. Oh, I'm good. really excited. I know who she is. I know who she <laughs> oh, is. Oh, wonderful. I'm a huge fan of Orange Theory Fitness. Yes! I'm a huge fan. So we have good. Ellen Latham. Right? She's mm -hmm. one of the mm -hmm. co-founders of Orange Theory Fitness. Yes. And let me tell you, um, 
it's I started doing Orange Theory about three years ago, and mm-hmm. now I did it for two years. I stopped right because man, it, it's it really really kicks you in the teeth. It's intense. So, <laughs> yeah. It really is. And at the end of the day, for those of you who don't know Orange Theory, look if you go to a regular gym, you're gonna pay twenty thirty bucks a month, and you may use some stuff. And depending on what kind of gym you go to, they may give you pizza on Tuesdays. Whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Orange Theory they separate things into three areas in through into the rowing machine into a uh, treadmill and mm-hmm. weights and they kick your butt for yep. one hour uh-huh. and Same you know there. what i didn't know that really motivated me that i didn't know would have motivated me because as i'm running they give you um for those of you who don't know they give you like a little sensor mm-hmm. where it sends all of your data your heart rate your calorie count or splat points that's what they call yep. it mm-hmm. and it puts it on the tv in comparison to other people so about a year ago, I'm doing it and I'm getting better. I'm losing weight. Mm-hmm. I'm running better. I mean, I know I was in the military, but that was a hundred pounds ago. Right. So, I mean, it, <laughs> look, I can still run five miles. It's just going to take me a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get yeah. there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. One time I'm running and I am going all out because you know how they say, all right, all out. All out. Yeah. I am going all out and I'm looking to my right. And this is lady next to me who's like 80 and yeah. she is killing it. And I'm like, she is not going to outdo me. So oh, yeah. I'm going even faster. I fell. Oh, no. <laughs> I fell. did. Yeah. Oh, no. no I, it's, it's okay. I, I mean, I was okay. I fell. And I tell you what, I thought I was going to break that machine. That thing <gasps> took me back. And I it bet. was behind those uh, thread mills. The, the rowing, rowing machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And it's narrow. There's not much space there, it depending on the studio. Space. Right. So, uh. Boy, this is a horrible story. Guys, I'm not saying you're going to get hurt at Orange Theory. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I'm a huge, huge fan. And it is that that organization has blown up mm-hmm. um, um, nationwide, right? So, yeah. so mm-hmm. what's up? Uh, so worldwide. On. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worldwide. Is worldwide. They're across the globe. Okay. Yep. All right. So what's her message other than just being, being healthy and, and <laughs> healthy and actually starting an organization that really has those core values to heart? Right. So what I really liked about Ellen's story is she's an entrepreneur later in life. Mm -hmm. So she created this workout and her original studio in her home many years ago. And I think she was in her 40s, maybe even later in life. Um, And people saw the concept and started coming to her studio going, no, you've really got something different here. And then she was able to partner up with the other co-founders who had the business and operations side to turn it into the franchise opportunity that it is today. So taking the science and her passion uh, for this type of workout and then continuing to grow the business, but being, you know, a little bit later in life and using air quotes for those that can't see that, (laughs) but just showing that innovation can come at any point in time and continuing that message of pivot and making an impact. (laughs) You know, that, that, I think that really should be the word of 2020 pivot. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) Yes. it really should be because um, I, I have seen some clients and I have spoken to other people in the HR space mm-hmm. that they had this plan for 2020 mm-hmm. um, and because they spend so much time, energy and effort in that plan, regardless of what else is happening, they're going to mm-hmm. continue on. Right. And I'm telling them it, it's time to stop the car, recalibrate the GPS mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. where the, the road that was going to take you to where you wanted to go is no longer the same road. 
Right. You mm-hmm. got to take a step back and pivot exactly what you guys did with HR Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went from, um, actually having the event to now having the event live and ex- ex- exactly how you said HD, go ahead and do it two different events, two completely different experiences. Mm-hmm. So with that said, what is the theme? Is it, pivot? <laughs> is it HR Florida this year or? It's, it's on. It's on. It's on. Yes. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You're right. Yes. It's, it's on. It truly is because, yeah. you know, they're up to this point, you know, they, people are wondering, are you going to have the conference? You know, is it going to pure virtual, you know, are you going to wait till next year? Well, you know, well, everybody wants to know. So uh, Troy, who is our conference chair, uh, Troy Clements, he uh, has done some wonderful pieces and work. And as we had to quickly make these decisions in the past few weeks, um, he came up with that kind of tagline, like it's on. Because, you know, here we are and we were trying to make these decisions and now we've done it. So now it's all, you know, perching forward and we're going to get this done. So we are excited. Full steam ahead. (laughs) That's awesome. So, you know, every, every conference, um, you've got some attendees that have a specific thing that they want to pick up, a specific Mm -hmm. thing that they want to learn. Um, Do you guys have any preview to what it is that attendees in 2020 want to see out of the conference? What, what, what is the number one ask? So I'm sure last year you've done um, the evals, right? Evals, speakers, events. um, What is the, the underlying common theme that HR professionals this year are looking for? So like the message from uh, Johnny C. Taylor Jr. from SHRM um, has shared, now is HR's time to shine. As difficult as it is, as additional work has been thrown at us and we're continuing to pivot and, and change course of action over what we originally had planned for this year, it truly is our time to shine, to take care of our people in every meaning of that word. So while I think we're all a little sick of hearing about COVID, it is still very much a part of our our environment and who knows when it's going to disappear and die out. You know, we've also been having some inclusion and diversity issues going on in the news and, Mm -hmm. you know, a variety of other things and who knows what will happen between now and the end of August. So the great thing about our conference with 10 different tracks is we cover any topic that is imaginable. So HR professionals can come in, they can learn about exactly what they want to learn about, whether that's one session and they feel like they got it in that, or they could do multiple sessions in that topic. But it's up to them to you know pick and choose and bounce around and see what they want to attend for that day. Or if they're doing the online version, they have access to all 130 programs. Wow. So they can choose one during a, you know, the specific time period when it's debuting. And then they've got up to 90 days to watch any of the other programs afterwards. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> I can see how, how that, exactly how you said earlier, there's that menu. And then you get the mm-hmm. list of things. And that way, that it, it's each, it, each person that goes there, they get whatever they wanted. Because uh, they have that variety out there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? It's um, from what I'm seeing now, I'm talking from personal experience. I haven't surveyed anybody. One of the things I'm looking for, I am looking to see what is the future of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, I know mm-hmm. that's a key word right now, right? We got to be flexible. Uh-huh. So yes, the buzzword is out there. The question is, what is that? What does that look like? Because you have some organizations like Twitter, for example, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, about two months ago, uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. he put on uh, a tweet. I mean, I guess a tweet that says that if you don't want to work from the office, you want to continue working from home, mm-hmm. you can continue to do so indefinitely or until mm-hmm. the end of the year, at least. 
So that, that hit me, right, yeah. in a positive way, in a weird way, because at first I'm thinking, why do we have to wait for a pandemic to take advantage of that opportunity with the way the world is today? I mean, look how we're communicating right now via Zoom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's my second favorite thing to come out of the pandemic. And, you know, it it feels weird saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one is the use of the word pivot. (laughs) (laughs) You don't use that very often, right? I'm a huge Friends fan, so I use it all the time anyway. (laughs) So I'm glad that everybody's using that now because it just puts a smile on my face and thinking about the couch up the stairwell. Um, But my second favorite thing... (laughs) but my second favorite thing is the enlightenment that some of the managers and directors and owners are seeing about how work can be flexible how we don't have to do a typical eight to five you don't have to be in the office monday through friday that people can do great work and in a lot of cases better work and more work when they have that flexibility by working from home by working from another location by you know allowing them to start their day at 10 or 6 or whatever works for them based off of their personal lives and whatever might be going on at home you know and and that and that's when the term flexibility really takes hold, right? Because um, I, I I have spoken to some clients who um, who make the the wrong assumption that everybody wants to be able to work from home. Everybody loves to work from home, and I'm telling them just because you'd like it doesn't mean everybody likes it. Right. I'm yeah. one of them. I mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like to work from home 100 percent of the time. Right. I don't like to right. be in the office. Right. I want the flexibility. I want the option. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I got to tell you, uh, contrary to popular belief, I work a lot more when I'm working from home. And not mm-hmm. because, yep. because I think that somebody may be thinking that I'm, I'm just not working. It's a psychological thing. And JC and I talked about it on the show before because um, I have an hour commute. I work in Lake Mary and mm-hmm. then uh, I live in Lake Nona, which is about an hour away. Right. So um, when I leave my, my office, I close my laptop, put my laptop in the car. I get in the car. It's a psychological switch in my head. I'm done with work. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in the car for an hour. And um, that's my time to meditate and to decompress. I'm, just, I, I'm glad I live an hour away. Because yeah. if I live five minutes away, I'll get home just still jacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, you're on the I-4, though. Or you're not taking the I-4 traffic or stuck or anything. Um, here's the thing. I take, uh, if I take I-4... Mm-hmm. It would cost me an hour and a half in a lot of Advil. Mm-hmm. And if I take the 417, <laughs> it'll take me 45 minutes and $6 a day. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. You're laying out there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing when I work from home and I open that laptop in the morning, the, and I don't have that psychological switch because I don't shut it off. I'm at home already. Right. And it wasn't until my seven year old one time came upstairs and was like, hey, daddy, dinner's ready. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's always oh, 830. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to me the day gets away from me. Right. right. Um, so have you guys experienced that as well? Um, I know I've experienced it. Um, what's quite interesting, an interesting dynamic for me personally. Um, so I am a business owner. I'm a small business owner. Okay. Um, I have obviously HR, you know, uh, capabilities and I, I work kind of an HR function for my business, but I also do operational. So I do finding anything that needs to be done, marketing, whatever that may be. Um, the way that we had our office set up is that we were already kind of partially going, uh, working at home, some of mm-hmm. my employees. So again, because of COVID, this actually triggered the action of getting my employees more full capacity at home because that was working for my business model. Mm. I had already done that. And it's one of those things where we kind of, we don't have enough time. 
right? So, okay, we're going to implement this and here's our list, <laughs> our infamous <laughs> list of things we want to do and accomplish. Uh, but sometimes we just get busy. So unfortunately, this circumstance caused, you know, uh, us to kind of pivot towards that, but it's worked very well. So now I've got these great conversations. We've got more productivity. People are happier. Employees are happier because they maybe have that flexibility. Hmm. Um, Cause you know, again, some people like that full interaction, but then some people like to fully work at home. We've also mm-hmm. doing kind of like that hybrid. So again, even though you have these difficult circumstances, sometimes um, they can be for the positive. Well, you're, you're, you're doing that now. You're offering the yeah. conferences in two platforms, live and not live. I don't know. How, what, <laughs> I know. <laughs> on site and online. <laughs> because the opposite to live is death. I don't want to call it I know, I did. <laughs> Live and <Extreme>. online. <laughs> No, so it's see that that's one of the things I'm looking for because what I see as far as the future of HR, obviously, it has, my outlook has changed now than what it was six months ago. So what I see in that future is how to be uh, flexible, number one. But to me, the most important one to me is open-minded to things that we were not even thinking about a year ago today. Because a year ago today, I would never have envisioned we would be look Disney closed for two months. I mean, that never happens. That yeah. never, that's, a, that's the longest it's been closed since it's opened back in the, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And in Central Florida, that organization employs eight, eight, 80,000 people. So it's a huge impact at, at, at here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the conference is going to help the economy here. I'm excited for that. But again, one of the things I'm looking for is that new normal, what that new normal is going to look like. And I'm sure. You are like I am. I'm tired of hearing the new normal, just as I am hearing COVID-19. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. But we do have to talk about it. One of the things in particular that I was talking to, to a, a client about is if I have an associate working from home and they get up to go to the restroom and they f- trip and they fall, is that workers' comp? And these are things that we never thought about before, I know. Right? Yep. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's not work as comp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, to me, I'm thinking, well, I don't know. It's uh, What did they trip on? Did they trip over the cat? Because then it wouldn't be work as comp. Did they trip over right. the, the, the cable that they plugged in, That the cable that otherwise would not have been there, but it is there because they're working from home? Yeah, it would be work as comp. Mm-hmm. Or if they're walking around, I mean, who knows, but you know, let's say they're working and they're on their cell phone and they go outside too, but they weren't in the home. You know, there's so many right. different circumstances. So it's it, tough. It, it really is tough. So, I mean, it's, it's that, that's one of the things that I am looking for. Um, I'm also looking forward uh, to see uh, uh, who, the headliner. Who's the headliner this year? <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> no Florida this year, though. No Florida. Oh, that's very hard to top that, though. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll let Tina go into the details, but Ricky, you were right on cue with saying the show must go on, mm-hmm. and I'll let Tina continue. <laughs> yes, because we have the greatest the greatest show on earth. Um, so, kind of segueing into that, um, perfect segue for Tuesday evening for the um, on-site obviously. And we are going to be, uh, I believe, videotaping, if I'm not mistaken, kind of the entertainment piece for those uh, that are going to be virtual. Um, We are doing the greatest showman theme. So for those of you that have seen the movie uh, that came out, I think back in 2017, um, you can kind of picture uh, P.T. Barnum. And think of it as kind of like that vintage circus with all the trapeze artists and the acts. So we are going to have a whole entertainment routine and show um, over in our ballroom and our stage. And it's going to be that theme. So we'll have, uh, you can almost think of like a uh, Cirque du Soleil acts with different uh, circus. Yes. Talk about work as comp. 
<laughs> what were you doing? A triple somersault? <laughs> Lots of insurance policies. Yeah, that's right. I bet. Yeah. Wow. So that is awesome. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny you say that uh, earlier this year, right before this COVID thing hit, we did Disrupt HR Daytona. One mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, uh, Summer Sherrod, who is the uh, who who owns the rights for Daytona, I was helping her with it, and the theme was that the the, the oh. theme was the uh, greatest show on earth, and I had to dress up as the bearded lady, and I'm like, what? Thing <laughs> <laughs> you've already got your costume for today. Right, right, you're ready. I got the costume. I got. I don't know why I had a whip, but I had a whip. <laughs> no, here's the funny part. Yeah. So Summer's telling me she's like, Ricky, you got to get the costume. Got to get the costume. I'm like, okay, no. No problem. I just go to Amazon and I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And she was so excited. You've got to be summer. She was so excited about it. Ricky, oh. you got to get the, the 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 costume. And I'm like, fine, fine. So I finally waited until about a week before because I'm like, I'll find it on Amazon and two day prime or whatever. Right. And I went and started to look at you know just bearded lady costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when my wife finds out the uh, the search, <laughs> what is going on here? I know your orders, right? <laughs> Why are you ordering this anyway? So all these costumes were made for tiny people. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. So I'm telling Summer, I'm like, Summer, this is not going to work. I got the beard, but I don't have anything. She's like, I'll take care of it. Anyway, so I showed up and she has this humongous muumu. I'm like, where'd you find this? Don't worry about it. Just put it on. I'm like, (laughs) we had a blast. I'll send you pictures. Just a picture of me with a beard, the microphone, a beer in my hand and a whip. I don't know how I'm going to explain that to people 20 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) I swear it was an HR conference. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a beer? Even worse, why do you have a, what is going on? Right, Right, that combination just, yeah. It just didn't work. So um, here's a really dumb question. Are you going to have animals too, like elephants and uh, and lions (laughs) and stuff like that? Or no? You know, I've uh, that's been an idea in the past, so I've yeah. kind of thrown that out there. Um, there are some with the hotel and such sometimes potential waiver uh-huh. liability type things if you want to go into that direction. So it makes it very difficult sometimes to have kind of those live animals there, but mm-hmm. um, it's been done before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I figured an insurance col- policy is not going to cover a tiger mauling. Right. Well, yeah. We tried to get a special waiver, but no. No, it doesn't exist. That's exciting, though. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so it'll be a circus theme, so people are going to be dressed up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're We certainly encourage costumes. Yeah. (laughs) Just for the show, not for the whole event, right? Uh, well, I'm just hey, saying, wear I'm what sure. you're comfortable in. Yeah, I'm okay with multiple costume changes. Do not tell me that. I'll show up in my bearded lady costume, <laughs> my presentation, and everything. <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> Heather and Tina are going to be like, yeah, that was fun. We're not inviting him back. We're <laughs> <laughs> not inviting him back. <laughs> Oh man! So we okay. So um, that is happening on August thirtieth, right? Or is it a little bit? No, actually, August thirtieth uh, through September second. Mm-hmm. Yes, at the Galo Palms Resort. It used to be a Bonnet Creek, right? It was. Um, we switched over to the Gaylord. This is our third year um, at the Gaylord Palms. Uh, so we back to those attendee evals. Uh, we like to listen to the attendees and every couple of years we have to switch it up and give them a new venue. So there's different things to explore. Uh, so we've got this year and one more year at the Gaylord Palms and then we're switching locations again. <laughs> so I'm assuming the reason we're doing the Gaylord Palms this year is because I'm assuming last year in your evals, you got a lot of complaints about not enough walking 
on the <laughs> well, because uh, good uh, lord, team, it's a humongous <laughs> venue. <laughs> It thing is yes, uh, you know, um, fortunately, we're not um, in the convention center or something that large yet, but it's a big conference, so you're definitely going to get your steps in. So yes, like you, wear your Apple Watch and yep. uh, make sure you're uh, getting in points for all of that. <laughs> I'm going to give me a segue. I'm going to get a segue. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is that thing. Let me tell you. I went, uh, they do here in Orlando at the Gaylord Palms, they do the ice show every Christmas. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And ha- have you guys been? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have it in this year because you got to put on jackets that people had before. Uh, and I, and oh, I don't know if they're right. going to do that, but yeah. man, what, it, what an amazing event, right? So, oh, it's beautiful. It, yeah, every year the go- it's gorgeous with the different themes and just like yeah, how they carve all the ice sculptures. And that would have been great to combine the ice sculpture thing with HR Florida. And just <laughs> have, like this big human, just the whole conference is carved in ice. Yes, a big logo, you know, just like. <laughs> I mean, it would only cost seventy-five million dollars. I mean, that's, that's right? We're going to need some more sponsors. <laughs> Drop in the bucket, you know. Right. But but you know what's interesting for those that don't know about the whole conference planning uh, background um, is that for the Gaylord Palms, the reason that is always one of our hotels is that we have so many attendees mm-hmm. and we don't have, uh, from at least the central Florida aspect and area, enough hotels and like conference rooms and convention centers that are going to accommodate that many people. So it's very telling on how many people come every year because mm-hmm. they look so forward to it and want to come and, and again, network, mingle, learn. Um, so yeah, we're pretty excited, but it does limit sometimes our, our hotel options and yeah. <laughs> So speaking about mingling, because one of the things I love about an on-site event is the, the mingling, piece, networking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I teach college, and uh, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're teaching it virtually, which personally, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't like it as much as being there, right? Because I love being there with the students, having the conversation, really getting engaging conversations going. Um, so what are you going to do to make sure that same, that same excitement of being there mingling transfers over to the online space for the virtual folks? Yeah. So the Gaylord has uh, issued a 24-page safety policy um, of all of their even heightened level of cleaning and physical distancing and everything that they're putting in place mm-hmm. from a hotel standpoint. And some of those items that we're then incorporating into the conference is just like Publix is going to be like one-way mm-hmm. arrows through the expo hall, uh, further space in between the exhibitors and sponsors within the expo hall. Um, we're also going to have more space in general sessions. So as much as you might like your friends sitting next to you, they're going to be a little bit further away. (laughs) Uh, Registration for the hotel will also be a little more spread out. So we absolutely will still have the networking and we'll have people coming together, but in a more physically distanced um, environment so that everyone feels safe and comfortable. Uh, Masks are certainly encouraged. Uh, They are not required at this time, but like Tina said earlier, we are every day by the hour uh, monitoring what's going on at the federal, state, local level, um, and the Gaylord. Um, so if we need to make some continual uh, pivots, we will. Um, but at this time, we definitely are including that physical distancing, um, but not social distancing. 
So Heather, you know this show right now that, that we're recording. It's about to become into a drinking game to see how many people can <laughs> oh. pivot, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's gonna be a thing, right? It really is gonna be a thing. You should make Great ideas. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yes. Pivot. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> Ready here first, folks. Ready yes. here well, first. every year we have a signature cocktail at oh, the conference. Yes. So you might see pivot again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be on awesome. the lookout. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Be, because we're going to be there too. So JC and I from HR Talk, we are going to be there as well. Um, we are going to broadcast live from the event, talking to people and to really get, capture what everybody else is is hearing because you are going to broadcast live all mm-hmm. the sessions. So they're going to see that. And what I want them to see also is, is the audience reaction. So one of the things we're going to do, we're going to select different sessions and be right outside those sessions and just start asking questions to people. How'd you like it? What happened? Which mm-hmm. session did you see? And then put them on the hot seat two minutes in and out. Nice. So we're ready for it. Um, I'm excited for it. JC's excited for it. Um, tickets are still available, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> so they can go to hrfloridaconference.org mm-hmm. and tickets Correct. are available until when? Oh, you can register on site. We Ooh, normally have about yeah. every year. We've traditionally had 30 full price on site walk ins. So you can register Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and- you, can, you can separate. Is it a different price or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are only able to come for one day. So you can certainly do a one day or you can do the full experience. Um, We also have the online portion available as a add-on for our on-site attendees. So if they had a great time on site and want to get those additional sessions as a recorded add-on, they can do that. Or they can just do the online from the start and have access to everything. Look at that. And again, that is hrfloridaconference.org. And you'll be able to see all the information there, all the the sponsors, the speakers, the schedule, hotel information, all that is there as well. Um, Again, you can get your tickets to be live at the event and not deaf. You can do it online (laughs) and view it from wherever you are as well. So, all right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So final thoughts, HDTK. What is it? What is the one message? Now, not just to HR Florida attendees or to our listeners, just to HR people overall, right? Because right now, um, it, it's as 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 you can imagine, there's a lot of HR folks that are having a hard time at work, um, and it really isn't that much different at home, right? Because some some people may have been furloughed, some spouses may have been furloughed. Um, there's daycare issues as well. So um, one of the things that I encourage my leaders is to be flexible in how you hold people accountable. So um, that's my message to them. But um, I'll start with with uh, UHD. What what message do you have for HR folks listening right now about 2020 or beyond or what the future holds in the HR space? Sure. So one of my other favorite podcasts is Brene Brown's uh, new podcast. And she was doing an interview talking about the collective state of grief that we're all in. So even though we have our times of being great and feeling normal and, and life is continuing and we're trying to make the most of it, Everything has changed in some way, shape, or form. And to mirror your comments there, Ricky, of allowing that grace for ourselves and those around us and to have that flexibility to know that we're all going through ebbs and flows and that might be by the minute, by the hour, by the day, and just knowing we're all trying to do the best that we can and let's stay positive, not COVID positive. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We need that disclaimer these days. We need that disclaimer. (laughs) 
try, try to do your best, encourage those around you and show a little bit of grace for everyone. Awesome. Tina? Yes, very well said, HD. Um, but to kind of piggyback on that as well, it's, you know, we have such crucial times. Um, and again, you can plan as much as you want to, but things are going to ever change. And I think it's important for those, you know, attendees that want to come to a conference that they've already have, and it's, you know, a conference uh, registration, if they're thinking about it. Um, this is an opportunity to really share those best practices and just the stories of what other HR professionals are going through because this is new for us. Mm. So we can go and online, we can look up things, but you know, what if I'm an HR department of one, you know, I don't have people to talk to, for example, and this is the avenue. This is the time to say, Hey, I'm going through this scenario. I'm going through this situation. What did you guys do? What did your organization do? So I think that is so crucial and so important right now. And, you know, we're all going to come up with new situations and we Mm. come, you know, and handle them as best as we can. But ultimately, you know, this is the avenue, this is the venue to talk to others that are going through the same thing as an HR professional. So that's why we want to see everyone's happy faces and hopefully we'll see you there too. Yeah. So this one, it's going to be special. And I'm not just saying that it really is because it's going to test all these theories that we thought um, are going to work or not going to work post COVID-19. I know you hate saying that, but I just Mm got to say it. So it really does put those things to the test. But then again, with the keynotes that you have, I mean, it really shows how to have a backbone, how it's never too late to actually jump in and how to be innovative and creative at work. I mean, HR is not boring. It's only boring because we <laughs> yeah. love boring, right? It, it's it's sure you know it, it's one of the things that I can't stand is the stigma that 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 HR has. When I used to work for for Darden and I was an employee relations, so everywhere I went, mm-hmm. I always was looked at the Green Reaper. And <laughs> yep. it, it, I understand it, it, that. Yep. As soon as I walked in, oh, someone's getting fired. No, I just want biscuits. I mean, that. They're pretty good, actually. <laughs> um. 100 pounds. Yes, they are really, <laughs> they are really good. <laughs> and, oh, I love and it. I quickly learned that the best way to attack a really serious issue or get rid of that stigma is to show them that you're a human being. Show them. So what I did once I got there to really have a conversation with the manager, took off my jacket, took off my, uh, my tie, started making biscuits with them. And I was so upset because I'm like, these are so easy to make. I can actually make these at home. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a pretty easy recipe, <laughs> actually. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's it's um. So I forgot. Oh yeah, I know where I was going with that. I just got stuck on biscuits. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's um. It really is about that flexibility, and it really is about having those hardcore conversations with folks and understanding that they, on the outside, maybe people may be looking like they're not going through anything, but then behind the scenes, they're just barely hanging out tight. Yep. They really are. So I'm excited for this because I really want to have those conversations with folks. I really want to see what's behind their mask, their face, so we can start having those real conversations. And to be honest, from my personal experience, I've always found once you open up to people, people open up to you. That's when you really start to have those good conversations to move that needle from A to B. And I'm hoping to see that here because I'm excited. I really am excited. Yes, yes. All right. So TK, what are some of the best ways, if if somebody wanted to say, oh my God, I got to call Tango Kilo, what are some of the best ways someone can get a Tango Kilo? (laughs) Well, my phone is blowing up right now, so (laughs) 
No, um, so, I mean, you can also, you can email me. So if somebody did have a question, uh, tina.kuga at hrflorida.org. So if you had, um, you know, whether it's your current attendee, you're thinking about purchasing, um, also as well transferring. So uh, for those that maybe had already purchased an on-site registration before all of this happened with COVID, um, and now maybe you are restricted due to work, uh, for example, maybe you can't travel. Um, those are the scenarios that we're running into. You can also transfer that over to our on, um, you know, online uh, oh. conference as well. Oh, wow. So keep, that's good yes. to know. That's good to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So kind, kind of keep that in mind for those that, you know, things are ever changing, but, um, you know, that's the web, best way to get a hold of me is to email me. Mm-hmm. And I will put both your emails in the show notes. All right. Hotel okay. Delta, how can people get a hold of you? <laughs> So we actually made it really easy. Um, my email is now hd at hrflorida.org. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. I cannot go wrong with that. All right. So I will go ahead and put that in, in, the, uh, in, in the show notes. Team, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, it's, we do have more shows coming up because um, one of the things that I want to announce is that in the coming days or up until right before the actual event, up until the event, actually, um, we are going to have some special guests that are going to be speaking at HR Florida and we're going to highlight them. Um, I'm going to have that schedule come out here today, uh, but uh, just stay tuned that there's more episodes coming of the HR talk and HR Florida partnership for 2020 folks. Thank you very much for your time, Tina, Heather, thank you for your time and um, we'll see you next time. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ricky, you've done a lot of good things for this show. You have. Dude. There's been some things that have been okay. There's been some things that have been all right. There's been some things that have been really good. This is one of those things that was really great. And I I just wish at the end of the day that you could have plugged something in so I could have been part of it. That was a fantastic, a fantastic interview. Beautiful. Very great. And uh, can't thank these two so much for coming on the program to talk about this today and spending the time. Really, really sincerely appreciate it. Absolutely. Also, and part of this partnership, we also are going to highlight keynote speakers and and those 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 motivational speakers, those influential HR strategists that are going to be at the event in the next coming weeks leading up up until you and I go live on the floor from the Gaylord Palms. Um, we are going to be highlighting those speakers. They're going to be coming on the show. We are going to interview them to see what they're all about and what kind of uh, what kind of points of view they bring into this post-COVID-19 HR conference world. Because I think this is the first, you know what, now that I think of it, I think this is the only conference that's HR conference that's about to go live to this magnitude post COVID-19. So this that's will be right the now. largest human resource conference in the United States this year. I would be okay in saying that. It will I, be. I don't know. To be it honest, will be. I don't know, but I will be okay. But you know what? They're going to broadcast this worldwide. So yes, viewership, they're going to get a lot of people noticing worldwide. That's right. That's absolutely. So all you got to do, you know, tickets are still available. Just go to the HRFloridaCouncil.org or HRFloridaConference.org. You'll be able to find the information there. Um, I'll have the uh, the contact information on the show notes. That way, if you're still interested, you still can go. If you don't want to fly over there, that's perfectly okay. Just go ahead and buy your virtual ticket, and you should be able to catch it um, on time as well. However, as you heard Heather and Tina talk about it. I'm sorry. However... 
Mm-hmm. If you want to make the trip to Central Florida, I'll see you there. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the hotels, the airlines, everything like that, it's so much cleaner than just walking into your local grocery store. They take it serious. It's a real thing. Hey, uh, no, it, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to agree with you because they because these conference centers, especially, you know, in Central Florida, this is the epicenter when it comes to tourism. And they are pulling out all the stops. Heather was talking about it. Tina was talking about what the Gila Palms are doing to make sure everybody stays safe while they're there at the event. It really is exciting. And speaking of staying safe. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories this week brought to you in part by Ricky's son. Want to thank him very much for moving all the cords and cables in the studio and not giving me the opportunity to be on the program today. Ricky, this uh, first. (laughs) Sure. I had to do it, Rick. I had to do it. Look, this first article is going to be coming from CBS12.com, Miami Beach, Florida. An attempt to social distance in an elevator led to a confrontation between two elderly men. Surveillance video shows 72-year-old Natchum Gross appearing to push another senior citizen who is trying to hop on the elevator. Now, Gross is charged with battery on a person 65 or older. His attorney says he was simply defending himself. In this world of COVID, every human being right now is a loaded weapon, says Michael Mm. Greco, the attorney representing Gross. There was no unlawful touching. He was completely within his rights to defend himself and defend his wife. From COVID. The video was captured June 22nd at Portofino Towers, where the social distancing is limiting elevator capacity to two people at a time. Gross is seen in the elevator with his wife. Then, as the elevator door opens on the 32nd floor, a man tried to enter. Gross held up two fingers, referring to the two person limit, but the man tried to come in anyways. Gross pushed back. And he sent the 86-year-old Gerald Steiglitz stumbling backwards aggressively to the floor. Steiglitz said he was aggressive and he shouldn't have been aggressive. Steiglitz said that when he tried to get on the elevator, he thought his neighbor of more than 20 years was just saying hello. I thought this was a peace sign. I didn't know what it meant. Steiglitz. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steiglitz went to the floor. He has a huge bruise from hitting the corner of a table at the same time. He's completely black and blue all the way up and down his side. Uh, So he went to the police and uh, things kind of went from there. And that's why it's turned into a self-defense case. This will be a 20 years, 20 year, 20 year neighbor pushed his elderly neighbor backwards into a table and rode down the elevator alone. That's a common sense thing I was telling you about from both sides, right? They're they're both at fault. First, the person trying to come in knowing that there is a two-person limit. And second, the other person getting physical. You don't know what this other person has. Yeah, he was 80-something years old, but you don't know if he's got a Glock. Is it really that serious? Hold your breath for 20 seconds. I mean, I don't know. Can you do that? Yeah, hold your breath while you go up and down. But don't get physical with people pushing the person out. I mean, I get it. I don't know how that self-defense stance is going to stand, no pun intended, so we'll see. But I think both sides should exercise some uh, severe common sense, and they're lacking it. Your stories continue, Ricky. <laughs> Yay. Heading down to Palm Bay, Florida, 42 year of... Let's start that over. 
Let's yeah. start that over, JC. A 42-year-old Florida man suffered a severe injury to his right hand from an exploding firework just before 9.30 p.m. July 3rd in Palm Bay, Florida. Brevard County Fire Rescue crews responded to the 800 block of Serenade Street Northwest where the man was reported to have had his hand blown off by the Independence Day holiday blast. The unidentified Florida man was transported by BCFR Ambulance as a trauma alert to Holmes Regional Medical Center in Melbourne, Florida. Around 13,000 injuries sustained from fireworks in the United States annually, and nearly one-third of those injuries were inflicted to a hand or finger. And out of that, nearly 12,999 of those took place in Florida. Isn't it amazing that last how statistic often this happens? I just made up, by the way. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> I figured that. But isn't it amazing how often that every single year somebody always loses a finger? Well, not every year. Uh, In 2018, another Brevard Uh County man blew off two fingers with a firework on July 3rd, just after 9.30 p.m., coincidentally. So they're on a biannual cycle. (laughs) But that's okay. So so that's from Florida, but nationwide, you know there's been some In Brevard, this is more frequent than the Olympics. Okay. It's a it's a plague. It's a other. plague. Everyone shut it. <laughs> shut down Brevard. No one go anywhere. Oh, oh you need to wear masks on your hands now. <laughs> there you go. Mask on your hands and just put the latest glove over your face, covering your mouth and nose. Yes, yeah, that should like solve that. all the issues. It well, really uh, we're going to skip the current events altogether. Uh, just a couple Florida man stories right here at the end, just for fun. Uh, Mr. Baez, regarding sure. the uh, Florida conference here coming up. What is the contact info for that? And what is the contact info for you, please? So the contact info for HR Florida Conference and Expo is hrfloridaconference.org. There are still some tickets available. So I highly, highly recommend you uh, you uh, gain access to the event. You will get recertification credits. Not only that, this is the only HR conference happening post-COVID, the first one post-COVID. So it's going to be very pivotal because there's going to be a lot of HR professionals and a lot of thought leaders are going to be talking about um, what the new normal for HR is going to be. Really, really exciting stuff. And then to get a hold of us here at the show, Dude, we're all over. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on all those places. Just find us at HR Talk Podcast. We are all over the world. The question was how people could find you. You are the CEO of Baezco. You do things in the realm of human resources globally recognized that people don't even grasp or understand. Don't. On a regular basis. What are some of the best ways people could reach you? E Baez at Baezco.com or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Ricky Bias, HR Talk, Baezco Learning. Just Google those things and we'll come right up. Wanna know why, JC? Why? We're awesome. That's why. We're awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm JC. On behalf of Ricky Baez. That's me. And no one else, because literally you. our entire team has left us. <laughs> The senior executive, Lucy, is no longer part of the pre-production program. We do miss you greatly. Susan has walked off. Uh, She is no longer participating after last week's program. And the intern quit at the same time because he appreciated being harassed by Susan. And he's following her now. Long story short, Susan and the intern have eloped. 
They are expected to get married in the Grand Canyon in the next week or two and then resume life in Topeka, Kansas. So thank you both. HR Talk, bringing love to the world. So, Ricky, it's just you and me again, starting over, starting from scratch with new cables and uh, deep appreciation for all that's there. So, ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. Have a good night. have all my fingers.